Hello and welcome to another episode of Ones Aren't Fun. I am, of course, joined with my lovely wife, Yena. Today we'll be adding two more players along with my unhappy puppy. Uh, and I will introduce the other players whenever it comes to that time. But where we left off on our last adventure was Havelock, Samuel, and Saito returned with a missing Marina lost in the retrieval process of the item that Talia the Wire had sent them out to retrieve. Sadly, this struck one of our residents of Velcon Island harder than others. Talia, for her part, was not so upset about it, having informed her mercenaries of the risks in the retrieval process. We will rejoin our party with the final aspect of this small adventure. sitting with Talia the Wire uh, alongside Samuel and uh, I assume you put Saito down somewhere um, who is still unconscious uh, Talia uh, has taken back what you now recognize as a Den Den Snail this is a particularly uh, unique one in the fact that the primary um, Den Den Snail is uh, a kind of like a, a infernal Denden Den snail, uh, similar to Talia being a tiefling. This is kind of like a a fiendish, devilish variant version of the Denden Den snails. Um, there is, of course, the second Denden Den snail on it, which is a black Denden Den snail. You don't know what that is for. Um, but you know that has something to do with what is going on, and it is connected to her infernal Denden snail. Um, as you guys are sitting and chit-chatting, um, Talia, uh, puts her snail off to the side and pats him on his head, kind of gives him a little squish to his face, um, it is by far the most um, affectionate you've seen uh, Talia as far as Havelock goes. Um, in the past, she's very much like business. Uh, this is, it's almost like a pet that, that she retrieved for her. Um, there's a sense of revelry and, and partying in the general area. Um, and... Uh, for the most part, everyone is is enjoying themselves. Um, and so, what is what is Havelock and what are Havelock and, and Samuel discussing? Um. So Havelock 
isn't really happy that Samuel followed them back to the to the shop. Mm-hmm. Um, he thinks, you know, Samuel shouldn't really be part of this anymore. Um, and he, he voices his concern to Talia as much. And Talia responds with, A, you know me, uh, Havelock, I just give out information. I've helped the Marines and I've helped pirates. Paycheck is a paycheck. Um, he goes, but you have done a, a job and it deserves payment. And uh, I figured something like this might happen. And so she pulls out two uh, rolled up pieces of paper, hands one to you and hands one to Samuel. Um, what about the kid? Are you going to take him along with you? I mean, he fought just as hard as everybody else. Alright, that doesn't answer my question. Anyway, I have an extra scroll for him if he wants it. Otherwise, I was assuming you three were going to go your separate ways. Probably for the best. Alright, well, if he ever wakes up or when he wakes up, I'll be sure to give him his info. He earned the reward as well. Uh, But yeah, looks like our business is done. Um, But you know what? There's something that I do want to give you and uh, Samuel. And so she reaches into a small bag um, and uh, she pulls out what looks like a small pink uh, snail. She goes, in case you need to get a hold of me. She puts it on the ground and they kind of slowly make their way over to you and to Samuel. Um... You instantly recognize it as a Dendon snail. It's a pink Dendon snail. They are for communications between individuals. This one, too, similarly to uh, the red one that is hers, has little black horns that curl around. It's an infernal Dendon snail, different variant. Um, but it seems like these guys are designed primarily, um, not necessarily designed, but uh being that they're from a different plane their natural abilities are slightly different than a material plane than then snail um so what does what does havelock and samuel do in, in the in the next few moments uh havelock's gonna uh very gently for such a big man he's gonna Gently let the the den den mushi crawl into his hand, and he's gonna uh, let it slip into his uh, chest pocket. Okay. So uh, that takes a little while. He, you know, <laughs> moves his happy little snail self up. And what about Samuel? Uh, Samuel's just gonna, yeah, he's just gonna pick it up by the shell and just kind of place it in his side bag. Okay. Havelock's gonna put his hands on the table and bring himself to his feet, and he's gonna go, Well, Talia, as always, it was a, a pleasure. Um, 
hope not to have to see you again for a while. And uh, hope this information was worth it. You see know you me, later. I always have good info. And so Havelock gets up. Samuel, for his part, decides to stay to give kind of some breathing room um, between what one could only assume is now a rival um, for the shared treasure that they're going after. Uh, as Havelock makes his way out, he um, feels uh, the eyes of a very sorrowful Lexus um, still on him, still definitely giving him a, a a judging look as he um, as he exits uh, her he's, establishment. He's gonna stop and say, "I I did try, Lexus, but uh, worry about the kid now. All right." You still got a ways to go. I'll, I'll see you later. She doesn't give a reply. She takes a deep inhale of the uh, piece of rolled up something that she has uh, been smoking on for a bit now. And as you exit, uh, you begin heading towards the docks where you are stopped by a pair of uh, marines. There's just two grunts, but they um, they go... Are you the uh, the owner of the ship in the docks, unmarked? And what if I am? Well, we've just been given some information that uh, is a bit disturbing, and we want to make sure everyone who is coming and going from the island is aware. But we've heard that a fugitive from the world government is actively stowing away on ships. If you see and they reach into their side pockets and pull out a wanted poster. On the poster, you see a uh, black and white image of a young woman, longish hair, uh, kind of fading from like a blonde to a black. Um, an expression of kind of like anger mixed with, I don't want to be around anyone um disdain and uh wearing a what could only be described as like a flannel button up uh and underneath it says wanted which and this part catches your eye wanted alive um it does not have the name of a party seeking the bounty and it is a value of 500 gold pieces. Um, go ahead and give me a history check. 15 plus 1, 16. You, you know a couple things about this wanted poster just by seeing it. One, you know that by the fact that there's no name for the party looking for this individual, it can only be one of two groups that are looking for it, the Marines or the actual world government. Two organizations that you know, being um, from the family that you're a part of, are typically not ones to want people alive if they're hunting them down. So there must be something very unique, special, important about this person. 
Secondly, you also know that 500 gold pieces is really high for someone who they want alive. Um, that is, the, the value itself is going to bring very deadly bounty hunters upon this person because it's a huge payday. Um, and the last thing you know is what she looks like. You now, have, you now know who this person is. There is no name on the poster, but it just has, you know, the wanted uh, wanted alive and the value of, of them. And so they go, have you seen this young person? No, I have not, gentlemen, but I will be sure to do my civil duty if I do. And be sure to turn her in to you fine gentlemen. Am I free to go now? Thank you for being so helpful. Um, enjoy the rest of your stay here on Belkin Island. And they continue to walk away, um, making sure to stop other persons as they do, uh, giving them the same kind of spiel. Um, so as you continue on down uh, back to your ship, are you going to... Uh, take a rest for the night, or are you going to just go all back onto your ship and head on out? Um, I'll go to the closest inn and get some food and uh, some beer okay. to take a rest. So the closest, fam the closest inn is, of course, the Smythe Family Inn. Um, and uh, as you walk in, Again, it's later at night, um, and a uh, kind of tired-looking young woman, fair skin, red hair, um, is kind of wandering around, saying hi to everyone, enjoying the uh, um, enjoying just the environment that's that is being had throughout the, the small dining area. Um, she, you catch her eye being this mountain of a man that you are, and she kind of wanders over and she goes, um, um, hello, welcome to my inn. Um, my name is Monet. Uh, what, what can I do for you? Meat and some ale. Had a, had a rough day. All right, we can do that, and we're going to look to stay for the night. Uh, yeah. All right, uh, well, the meat and the ale, um, along with the room, that'll come out to be about two silver. All right. All right. So she goes ahead and uh, wanders away for a moment, allows you to take a seat wherever you want, uh, and after a few minutes, she comes back with a platter of a variety of meats, a, a small meal, nothing too extravagant, uh, a pint of ale, and a room key for you. And she's, you know, tells you to enjoy your night and um, continues to chit-chat amongst the, the, um, the tavern uh, patrons. Uh, so I would assume, is there anything else you want to do? or Alrighty. No. So for the sake of brevity, we are going to say you eat, you have some drinks, um, you go up, you have your night's sleep, 
and you may officially have a long rest. As we do that, I will take this moment to introduce our newest player. And I've never said your last name right, so I'm going to hopefully get this right. But it's Lila Von Weiss. Is that correct? How do I say it? Von Weiss. Lila Von Weiss. So it's Lila Von Weiss? Von. Von. I'm just going to say Lila. That's just too much work. <laughs> so That's we have Lila. You have a German name. There we go. So we have Lila joining us. She will be playing uh, a crew member to be introduced here shortly. Um, but now she doesn't have to be quiet anymore. She can clear her throat and chit chat all she wants. Um, no more giggling in the background. No more giggling in the background. Time for seriousness. So, morning comes, Havelock is sore, he is still hurting from his fractured ulna, um, for another, let's see, he just had a long rest, so that would be, uh, five days, so yeah, don't try and cut it down to two, yeah, just five days, um, and, uh, he goes ahead, heads down, and Havelock descends the stairs, and again sees Monet busying herself behind the uh, the inn. She does look very tired um, at this point, almost as if she had very little sleep, um, but she is still pleasant enough and uh, welcomes Havelock to the dining area. Uh, Havelock returns his key, I'm assuming, and uh, she offers him a small meal for the day and uh, sends him on his way. Havelock, you have yet to read the scroll, um, but I assume you're headed to your ship? Yes, I would like to read it in private. Okay. So you go ahead and you make your way back to the docks. You give a quick wave to the dockmaster, and um, you board your ship, which, by the way, having had an entire week to think about this, what's the name of your ship? Leaping Marlin. The Leaping Marlin. The Leaping Marlin. I didn't know fish could leap. Yeah, there's fish that fish can even water. fly. I think they, whatever. Um, yeah, they use their feet and push off the ocean floor. It's amazing. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, Havelock dock, uh, heads to the docks and uh, boards his ship, the Leaping Marlin. And uh, go ahead and give me a perception check. 14 plus 3, 17. Alright, so as you get on there, um, as you get aboard the ship, you notice a couple of things are moved. Almost as if someone has been looking around the ship. Um... What do you do? 
Otar, uh, he's gonna go ahead and, uh, he's gonna cast out to sea. He's not even gonna worry about anything, just he's gonna head out? Nope, he's just gonna cast out. Okay, alright. So, uh, go ahead and weigh anchor and unfurl your sail and start slowly making your way out of the the dock. Uh, nothing real special, you know, with the day. It's an early morning start. And um, everything looks calm, clear. It's a, it's a wonderful day. Uh, what does Havelock do? So, uh... Havelock's... Mind you, you're on a, on a small boat. Right. You know, like... Typically, I mean, with your experience at sea, you can handle a boat this size by yourself, especially with the strength that you have. You honestly don't need any help sailing. Um, you're not the best navigator because you know, you're always having someone else navigate for you, but you have a general idea of how to get to where you're going. Um... All right, he's gonna um, he's gonna look around. Are there any other ships nearby or anybody? Just open water. No, you're at open water. All right, he's gonna weigh anchor. He's gonna drop anchor. He's gonna drop anchor. Okay. And he's gonna uh, get comfy right by the steering wheel and. Um, I know. I start steering wheel. It's... What? What? Not a steering wheel on a boat. <laughs> what? On a ship. Whatever. <laughs> the. Go ahead, say it. What? What is it? Go ahead, tell me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, tell me. The thing that's not a steering wheel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the. <laughs> I mean, it's a wheel and it steers, so. I mean, she's not wrong. <laughs> Maybe it is a steering wheel. Maybe she replaced it. Could be. Okay, whatever. Okay. Um, oil chain. <laughs> <laughs> and a suicide knob. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, well, he's just gonna go ahead and stretch out and take a nap. Okay. But, uh, not a nap. If you know what I mean. I don't. So He's gonna sleep with one eye open. He's gonna he's gonna keep pretend he's gonna nap. pretend sleep. Okay. Um Leela, because we have not introduced your character yet, can your character please give me a perception check? Sure. I rolled a three plus two for a total of five. Awesome. So you don't hear anything, and because you don't hear anything, you don't feel safe enough to actually, like, get out of your hiding spot. And so... What? I'm a stowaway? <laughs> so you spend... I don't know, how long do you nap for? 
So like for 30 minutes, you just quietly listen and you, you, you're in a spot that is not necessarily conducive to hiding, but because you're trying to, you know, stow away and make sure that you're not found, um, you know, if someone's not actively looking for you, you're going to stay where you're hidden. Yeah. I mean, it only makes basic logic sense. But it's pretty quiet, so I might yeah. actually be able to stretch a little bit more than I would have felt comfortable with before. That's perfectly doable, seeing as someone, you know, I mean, you're completely different levels of the ship. Uh, so, yeah, for like 30 minutes, you pretend to be asleep and nothing happens. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll go ahead and take out that note and look at it. Okay. So, go ahead and take out the note. And... Uh, on it, it says that there have been multiple rumors of items matching the description of a devil fruit um, that are on about two near, they're, they're on two nearby islands. Um, one is about four days away and is a known area for Marines to kind of patrol as it's a larger island. And that um, particular island is um, uh, kind of like a trade center for things that it grows. Um, its size kind of gives it a uh, boost in um, uh, like things to, it has, a, it has an active volcano, so the soil is very fertile. So there's, it has like multiple different kinds of crops that it grows almost year round. Um, and so it's a valuable place for the Marines to take care of. While the other one is slightly further away um, in, almost the op in almost an opposite direction. Uh, and that one is smaller, though is typically not traveled to because of while she cannot confirm or deny this, there have been some type of entity or rumor of entities milling around the area. Not much is talking about it because people, even the rumor of these types of entities brings out certain bounty hunters that even other bounty hunters are kind of like, oh, no, thank you. Um, and according to her sources, it is more likely that someone looking to hide the devil fruit will go to the smaller island, but it is still just as feasible if, if the devil fruit has gone into the hands of the Marines that it is on other islands. Um, but the choice is up to you. Alright. Uh, Havelock's gonna, gonna get up and he's gonna shout. Alright, I know someone's on my boat. 
Go ahead and give me another perception check. Nope. Uh, oh, so just so for, for all of the people listening, when we do any rolls, we are going to do like, we're going to say what the roll is plus and then say plus whatever the modifier is. So that way everyone knows what the roll is. So. Two plus two. Two plus two. Okay. You hear something, but you don't know who's in charge of this ship. You don't know if he's talking to someone. There's only the one voice, um, but you can't really make it out. Well, I'm not getting out until I know what's going on. Exactly. Well, he's he's still going to keep talking because... Is he just walking around his ship? He's just walking around saying, I know someone's on this ship. Um, well, obviously, he has I'm... No, he doesn't. This is, he's the only one by... Uh, even, I'm... like, just having had time to, like, sneak around the ship, you can tell there's only one person. Like, it's a small enough ship to be like, oh, this one person can handle it if they're experienced enough. Well, surely he had crew members with him. No. When he was dealing with his business. No. As far as I'm concerned. That is possible. I just want to let you know, I'm a pirate, and I'm on a mission right now. I already got one little girl killed. Go ahead and give me another perception check with the saying of that. 15 plus 2. Okay. Yeah, you definitely hear whenever he's just kind of wandering around, you hear, I already got one little girl killed, um, and now you, you've, like, you peaked your ears. Now you're kind of focusing on it, on his voice as he continues his speech. I'm going to one of two places, and, um, you can either stay on the boat or you can get off. I mean, it's not a big deal to me. I don't really care who you are. Go ahead and give me an insight check. Not, not 20. Cool. Yeah, you immediately know that Havelock does not give a good god darn about, like, your alignment with the Marines or not with Marines. He just knows you're on a ship. More than likely, it's to avoid Marines. But, yeah, he doesn't care. He's not going to throw you overboard or anything. So, when I got onto his ship, did I know whose ship it was? No. No, it had no markers. The only thing that it had on it was a crudely painted um, Leaping Marlin insignia. Actually, no. We had said that it didn't even have any markings on it, so it's just a normal looking boat. There were no flags. Actually, you know what? Give me an investigation check. Nah, I rolled a one. Yeah, you didn't find anything that could give you any bit of information about what kind of ship this would be. So what do you do? Where's his voice coming from? Uh, it's coming from the deck of the ship. You are in like the kind of the body of the ship. Um, if, as you look around, you can see that there's only the one 
way up with the stairs. Uh, so you can you can tell the voice is coming from there. But because it's a wooden ship, you can like kind of gauge that he's further away from the steps than uh, physically where you are. Okay, I'll I'll come out and I'll I'll make my way to the stairwell. Mm-hmm. How do I know you won't turn me in? You're only worth 500 gold. I'm not after money right now. I only want to be better than my father. Plus, I'm not really into turning other people in. It's kind of a taboo on our island. Can can I work off passage as crew? Uh, I know a bit about navigation. I mean, yeah. Uh, how are you in a fight? They haven't caught me yet. <laughs> uh, all right then. Welcome aboard. Just don't blame me if you die. So. Okay, I'll make my way up onto the deck. So as you make your way up, go ahead, Havelock, tell our new new crew member what she sees. Describe Havelock. So, you see, uh... Use your words. <laughs> so you see a, a really big, kind of burly man um, with a scar across his left eye. Um, he has uh, black spiky hair that goes down to his shoulders. Um, he's wearing a jacket that has furs in the hood and along the wrist. Um, and he has a big, uh, broad axe, great axe on his back. And he definitely looks like he knows how to use it, though. He, uh, he's kind of cradling, um, his, his arm a bit right now. All right, and so as you see Havelock, you uh, Havelock turns around, and who does Havelock see? So I am about six feet tall, although I hunch a little bit to kind of conceal my height. Which is about as tall as Havelock. I mean, Havelock's like six, seven, six, eight. He's a he's a very large, like even even with your size and like and height, he is still mountain like of a of a man. 
um, athletic build, um, dressed, dressed as a female pi uh, pirate, but practical, not skirts or anything stupid like that. Uh, nice tall boots for, for climbing and running if need be. <laughs> um, she has longish hair and it's, and it's two-toned. It's, um, it starts out red and goes into black. And, uh, she has a couple of pouches on her hip and uh, sorted her side, but nothing too crazy. Not like a walking arsenal. Just uh, just enough to protect herself if needed. Awesome. So as the two of you see each other for the first time, um, as I said, you see a mountain of a man. He is definitely not a slouch and judging by just his general build you can tell he could probably like snap the mast of this boat with a punch like he's not a small man by any means um, but you can also tell just in his face he can't be much older than you like, he is still he's probably just outside of his teens or has you know is still in his teens but he is not by any means tiny um and what you see is a uh i mean you you've seen many races throughout your life you you're not uh thrown for a second that this is an asimar um asimar asimar oh. sorry it's the way i say it i haven't established myself as an ass yet Sorry. Okay, ASMR. Um, and so you you acknowledge that ASMRs are, uh, they are a, a people, and you recognize them because you you're well traveled, um, especially around this particular uh, ocean, um, and the Sea of Schemes. Um, you know you're you're used to seeing pretty much any race, uh. So, seeing a, a above average, you know, slightly iridescent-eyed uh, being is not something that just is going to throw you off. Um, but you both take in each other's visage as the ship is at anchor. What do you guys do? All right. Uh, well, you can call me uh, Captain Havelock. And you are? Folks call me Cassie. Cassie? Go ahead and give me an insight check. 16 plus 1, 17. Give me a deception check. I'm not trying to deceive. That is what people call me. Because that's the name I give them. That is true. Okay. I'll say you get the inkling that she's not being completely forthright with you. But at the same time, 
you're a pirate. People lie, so you're gonna let it slide. <laughs> All right, Cassie. Um, I want to go to this island. Do I know the name of it? Um, the smaller one. The Where? smaller island. Where's the map? Oh, there's no map. There is just general direction. So where you are, um, on the on the note it says that it is uh, for the larger island. It is three days travel time um, headed to uh, the south. And it is approximately five days travel time uh, headed to the northeast um, of where you are right now. Um, there aren't any names for these islands, um, in the notes anyway, but I'm sure if someone had a map of some kind, uh, it would probably show the, the names of the islands. Alright, Cassie, um, said you're a navigator of sorts, um, hi Captain. Right. Got any, uh, tools on you? I do. Alright. Um, I know you're probably wanting to stay away from the Marines. That's that's fine by me. I don't care for them myself. Um, why don't we head over to this uh, smaller Ida island that doesn't really have them. And we'll check that one out first. And we will check that one out right after this break. So we can get some water and tend to sad puppies for a moment. Hey, it's your Dungeon Master, Liv. Just wanted to pop in during this quick break to let you guys know that we release episodes every other week. And you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and several other podcast streaming services. Just look us up at Ones Aren't Fun and then subscribe. Be sure to leave a like, maybe leave a review, or tell a friend, as it really helped us out here in the beginning. And don't forget, follow us on all the social medias like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Thanks for listening, and now let's get back to the crew and their adventures. Let's go. Yeah. And with that, uh, you go ahead and I would assume you share the note information with Cass. Mm-hmm. So, with Cassie. And Cassie, um, I don't know if you want to check your notes or anything in private or whatnot, knowing your skill set being a navigator. Um, I don't know how much you trust Havelock quite yet, but you now are privy to the directionality and the um, uh, setup that Havelock is kind of just like he knows where the sun is and he is going the direction that he assumes is the correct one. Okay. Um, because he, you know, that's how sailors do it. They, without an active compass, because Yena did not ask me if she could have a compass, Havelock does not have a compass. Um, Cassie does. Part of her navigation. It is, yes. Set. So, um, 
if you want to bust out all your tools, which includes the unique item that I put into your um, bag there, by the way. What? I got an unique item. Yeah. I will pull out the initial set. So I will pull out my... Just like a typical navigator set? Yeah, my sextant and my compass and... Normal maps okay. that I've made my own notations on. Okay. So as uh, as you guys prepare to start making a uh, your to making your way to your destination, you pull out your set of maps. Now this is a I would assume like a culmination of maps you have seen, uh, and and basically turned it into a map of the sea of schemes that you can essentially track your location on from where you're going to where you're, you know, to where you're headed. Um, and it's encoded for me in case anybody else were to, to look at it, they wouldn't necessarily be able to understand my notations. Havelock, are you going to trust Cassie that she knows what she's doing as far as navigation skill goes? Or are you going to attempt to read her personalized maps. I don't even know what a regular map really looks like, so... Okay. <laughs> Alright, so with your standard maps, um, navigation is not only a combination of knowing weather patterns and being able to see and predict um, the way they're going to go, but also with using the knowledge um, of how to read a map and how to understand a map. So, in making your navigation checks, what you're going to do is you're going to roll for um, survival, and you're going to then add on top of that your intelligence modifier, um, because survival, I believe, is wisdom, if I'm remembering off the top of my head. So, survival, you can also do perception if you want to um, change that up. So perception. They're the same. Okay. Bonus. So um, either either or, um, it'll just give you a different like, I don't know. I guess description from me about what you're going to be finding. I guess survival makes sense for, um, you know, if we're if we're say actively in pursuit and trying to get away from where we are, and perception would be good for when we're trying to. Hone in on a location. Okay, so then we'll say perception um, plus your intelligence modifier, and then roll a d20, and so add up those three numbers together. And can I, am I allowed to help? No, uh, because you just now said you don't know what a map is. <laughs> Had you been a little bit more careful with your words, you would have been able to help, but since you don't but know I what do a map know is... What the, what, you have no clue what you're... Go ahead and... Well, he, does have, he does have his own maps. No, he doesn't. Oh, not at all? No, he just... No. <laughs> I just look at the sea around me and kind of... Yeah. I do everything yeah. by so, survival. Yeah, so here's the thing. So when you think about what you're doing, you're like, okay, I see a wave. I don't want to go to that wave. I'm going to avoid the wave. And that's how, you, that's how Havelock sails. You, on the other hand, go, okay, so... Uh, sun is there. It's because it's in that location in the 
time of year, so I know it's this season, so I'm going to look at this thing, and I see these fish over here, so I know it's also this time of year, and I know the day, I know the wind, Kurt, I know how the wind is feeling, so this is going to be the route I track. Pavlock has no idea. You're, it looks like you're performing spells to this guy. Like, <laughs> he is, he is in awe of you tracking a course. I may, I may, uh, embellish it up a little bit then. If you want to, go for it. Um, so yeah, just give me that, uh, perception check and then add your intelligence modifier. So, my initial roll... Is a natural 20. Awesome. And then add your... Um, my survival bonus is plus 2, and my... So that's 22. My, or my intelligence, and my intelligence bonus is a plus 5. Nice. Okay, so that is a total of 27. So yeah, as you're uh, charting your course, easily enough, you know exactly what island you're going to. You know um, that... Uh, in, in your own notations, um, you know what what you see uh, her, she kind of, as she's making these notations and telling you like, hey, we're going to make this heading at this time, we're going to make this heading at this time, it's not a straight line. And at one point, Havelock questions why you're not traveling directly there, and she tells you, oh, well, my notes also have tracks um, of marine... Um, patrols. And so the way her knowledge on her maps actually and while she doesn't explain it fully to you, you understand she knows the patrols of Navy because she's avoiding the Navy so it becomes it decreases the likelihood of you guys encountering a naval ship as you guys sail um, because she already she she can predict where they're going to be not with 100% accuracy mind you but with enough accuracy to be able to to be a bit more evasive in her you know moving and getting around I know it's going to take a little bit longer but seems as we both should probably be avoiding the marines at this time this is my recommending recommendation for smoother sailing I agree. <laughs> so yeah, so um, basically by her um, her charted course, it's going to take you about a week to get there. But you have enough rations. I mean, you yourself always overhaul the rations because you eat quite a bit. So you know that you have more than enough food for yourself. If she has her own food, that's cool. But, you know, you guys are a crew now. You guys can share um, some food. Uh, but you guys are going to be headed to, ah. um, so as you guys travel, um, you guys... Oh, wow, there's no good names here. Wow. Uh... Jeez. 
All right, so as you guys travel um, and you guys start talking about the location, um, Cassie, you let Havelock know that the island where you're going to is known as uh, the Moonlight Island, or the Moonlit Island, sorry, Moonlit Island. Um, and while you haven't personally been there, uh, in your times avoiding the Navy, you also have like picked up information about each island that is in existence. And what you can tell about this island is that it's where um, people who prefer to have a less, um, how do I put this? Uh, it's where it's where um, underground traders make their um, handoffs, um, particularly with like. Um, a unique item that you, you're not really sure you're understanding the premise of it. Um, but on the island, it said that there is, in fact, a treasure chest on there. But from the information that you've gathered, the chest is never filled with anything. But it is still used for trading. Uh, and so that is kind of like, I mean... The information it could be that that the the devil fruit is there, but it could also just be a rumor and it's not actually there. Just to get people to visit the island. Yes. Um. And uh, so yeah, so. There is, there's that. So, the day continues. Easily enough, the first day, because you rolled a natural 20, I'm not going to do anything special. The first day, the, um, your sale and your adventure goes exceedingly well. Um, the wind is blowing in your favor. Um, but... As we travel, and I don't want to have boring travel for you guys and just skip ahead, um, the way we are going to do travel is going to be based on how well you roll on your navigation check. And the higher you get, the smaller the dice is going to be. So if you roll like a natural one one time, I have a table of a d20 of things that could happen if you roll a nat 20. Um, it's going to be a d6. Okay. And as you gain higher, it's probably going to become a little bit harder, um, as far as navigation goes, but you do have, you do have that. So, I'm going to roll my little d6 here. Okay. So as the, uh, the morning air... Uh, comes about, um, Havelock has already woken up a little bit early and um, is kind of milling about the the morning, having weight anchor for the night um, to allow you guys to not kind of drift while you guys are out at sea. Or that howling wind. All right. <laughs> 
um, while you guys are out at sea, and um, is kind of waiting for you to wake up, simply because while he feels comfortable on his ship, he truly isn't the best navigator. Um, so as you come to... As you come to consciousness, you hear above you, like, the heavy footfalls of Havelock kind of pacing back and forth, waiting for you to wake up. Um, and, uh, what do you do? My apologies for keeping you waiting. It's the best night of sleep I've had in a while. Not having to worry about Marines finding me. Oh, well. But thank you for that. You're welcome. But, yeah. <laughs> He's kind of uncertain about how to respond to that. He's never really had anybody thank him for anything. Besides her. Chopping people's heads off and stuff. So let's let's see where we're at in this chart. Um, go ahead and give me uh, another navigation check. That time I got a nineteen plus two plus five. Awesome. So that is a 26. Um, so uh, the day is going pretty well for you and as uh, the sun crests over um, off in the distance uh, Havelock you see a uh, another ship. No markings. Uh and a small bit of smoke coming from uh, coming from the top. Uh, what do you do? Um. Let's. I'm feeling a bit cramped and bored. Let's go check it out. Okay. So, um, you go ahead and start slowly making your way off the charted course, headed towards this other ship. I'm going to mark our progress so I yeah. have an idea of where we are and it's how to not, get back on. Yeah, it's not like you're going to be It's kind of like you're just veering to the left to kind of pull up against, you know, you're changing lanes from the center lane to the right lane. Yes, but I've seen him try to navigate, so. That is true. <laughs> um... So as you guys come about onto the other ship, um, the dock or the deck. Is the, the ship bigger than ours? It's it's a little bit bigger than yours. Um, it's not as uh, as imposing, but it is. It, it has a bit of a, a size difference um, from the the from the stairwell leading to the. Um, to the hull of the ship, uh, there is, that's where the smoke is coming from, but the top of the deck is empty. There's no one around. 
Is this maybe a ship I might have seen before? Give me a history check. No. Give me a... I'll say perception. Perception. So that is an 11 plus 2. 13. Uh, it... Looks vaguely familiar. Um, you don't recognize the name, but it is a type of ship you've seen before. Uh, probably like on a different island, you've you've seen the ship, but you were never on the ship. Any marine markings? No, no. Okay. Uh, with that, I would say you probably can tell that this is a uh, just a merchant vessel. Okay. Nothing too special about it. All right, uh, Cassie, you want to stay on the ship? Sure. All right, don't go running off on me, okay? Absolutely not. You know I'm lost without you. <laughs> you know that's true. I do, after seeing your maps. All right. Is there um, is there a way to that you want to let me know if you get into any trouble? Uh, yeah, you'll hear, uh, growling and, uh, screaming. Okay. Not from me. Oh, okay. Not from me. <laughs> I don't scream. And chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> so, Otar, go ahead and, uh, he, uh, jumps over to the other boat. And just, just launches himself. Cool. Uh, are you going to weigh anchor so the boat doesn't continue to sail away? Oh, yeah. Okay. He told me not to leave with the boat. So you go ahead and weigh anchor. You just hurl yourself across. Um, and... It's more of like a, oh crap, <laughs> jump anchor. <laughs> um, and you land with a resounding thud as, uh, as you look around. Go ahead and give me a perception check. Two plus three, five. All right, so it looks just like an empty ship. Nothing important around. Um, again, the smoke is a little concerning coming up from the from the hull of the ship, but it doesn't smell like anything too dangerous. Just smells like fire burning. I mean, it's a wooden ship, so a little concerned, but not. It's not spreading fast. There's no obvious heat. Underneath some, you know, it's just a, a just a normal thing. Um, yeah, it just feels like a normal ship to you. Captain's quarters. All right, so you go ahead and head towards the captain's quarters. It is located between um, two stairwells that head downwards. Go ahead and uh, check for the door locked, or try the. No, door handle. I have locked doesn't check door handles. He just kicks it in. <laughs> okay, so go ahead and make an attack roll. And Cassie, if you could give me a perception check as all this is going on. Net 20. And uh, net 20. Nope. Oh, for uh, an arm strike? Yeah. Like a kick? Yeah, if you're just kicking in the door. I got, the I got my feet propped up and I'm picking up my teeth. Nothing? On that what steering wheel? A one. A one? Wow, okay. 
Yeah. Wait. Oh. Yeah. So, great axe, kick down the door. All right. Uh, so I don't yeah, hear you, me yelling yet, so I'm good. What you do here is just like a a, a crash, um, but you're you're just enjoying the moment, you know. <laughs> um, he said, Havelock said that there wouldn't be any, you know, if there's screaming, that's whenever you go. There's no screaming. Stop the decks, mateys. I'm pretending to be captain for a while, because technically I am. Yeah. Um. So you kick in the door. Uh, inside. There is a bed, a desk, uh, with navigational tools on it, almost as if the captain knows how to navigate. Um, I mean, you would assume most captains know how to navigate. Maybe not you, but most do. Um, and uh, you um, go ahead, and are you going to inspect it? Or are you going to... I'm going to go in and I'm going to grab those navigation looking stuff and I'm going to say a present for my new crewmate. Okay. So, yeah, go ahead and, and you grab them all up. That's not a, any, are you going to do anything else in here or did you just come uh, in for? I'm going to open up the drawers and look for anything. All right, go ahead and give me an investigation check. Sixteen plus one, seventeen. Okay, so yeah, so you go through and you find a couple unlocked drawers. Uh, in one of the drawers, you come across a pouch and it has uh, two pieces of uh, of gold in it and about fifteen silver pieces and eleven copper pieces. Um, you know, nothing else special about that. Um, there are some loose bits of parchment, probably uh, probably used for map making. Um, so you do come across uh, a single piece of parchment that is different from the other ones. It has um, burnt edges and um, some kind of writing on it. Go ahead and give me... You can do Arcana, or you can do just a generic intelligence check, if you're proficient in Arcana. One plus one. Wow, okay, <laughs> well, um, yeah, you have no idea what this says, but he had it in his possession for some reason, you don't know why, so... You can take whatever you want to take from it. Yep, I'll just take all the, the paper and the notes. Okay. And then the gold and silver. Alrighty, so you shove things. that into your pockets on your jacket and you, you get all set up. Alright, there's nothing else to find in here. Um, where are you headed to next? Um, I will... He will cautiously... Head down towards where the smoke is coming from. 18 plus 2 on my perception. Alright, yeah. Uh, no screams yet, but, you know, you kind of look over and where once the door to the captain's quarters was is now a three or two-part door frame with the rest of the door frame 
just shattered. Um, Loud but efficient. Yeah. Um, so you make your way down into the smoke. It gets a little hard to breathe, but it's not a little hard to breathe, but it's not hindering you in any way. Um, I mean, you're a big guy. You can breathe just fine down here. Um, as you make your way down, go ahead and give me a perception check at disadvantage. 13 plus 3, 16. And 3 plus 3, 6. So, as you reach the bottom, um, you see, of course, you know, your typical barrels and boxes and goodies. Um, and to the back, you see a uh, small, like, illumination through the shadow of... Um, of the smoke where uh, the fire is coming from. And you can see some other things, but you're not quite sure if they're figures in the smoke or if your eyes are playing tricks on you because of the smoke um, or if they're boxes and they're just, you know, you're kind of on edge because you just left the Marine base and then there was that note. Um, you're not 100% sure what you see in here. Um, what do you do? I'll head towards the light. Alright, so you go ahead and, and make your way further into the hull of the ship. As you do, um, you begin to see, uh, it gets a little bit clearer as you go, and thanks to the light, um, you see at the very end there are two rooms, two door frames, you can only assume that they're rooms, um, and the fire is a uh, a kind of like a barrel that is the, uh, that has items burning inside of it, with the fire slowly starting to burn down the barrel, kind of like a slow burn, just sink a ship type deal. Um, the barrel itself is slowly starting to um, to break down. And go ahead and give me one more perception check. Six plus three nine. Okay. Uh, um, you, as you are, because you're so close to this barrel now, you see heading off to the right a line of something. You're not quite sure what it is. Judging by the placement of the barrel and what the intention could possibly be, there's only a few things that it could be. It's probably gunpowder, but you're not sure. What are you gonna do? Um. <laughs> so, I'm gonna take my great axe. So I'm right next to the barrel now. Yeah. Right. Uh, he's going to take his great axe and swing it right next to where that line is that you can see going away from the barrel. And he's just going to um, kind of golf putt, the, just like drag his axe along the floor 
um, and kind of put the the fire barrel away. Well, drag. So you're going to put the barrel that is already unstable with your great axe. Okay. So in this case, I want you to give me a dexterity check to see if you can hit the barrel away from the line of powder that you do not know what it is without knocking the barrel over and setting the boat ablaze. Okay. Yeah, that seems fair. Okay, and I get to... Would you consider this with advantage? Because I have... Um... Danger sense? No, this is not a trap. This is a very obvious thing to destroy a worthless ship. Three minus one. Okay, Two. so you take your your great axe, and with all the nimbleness that a six foot eight barbarian can muster, you give the axe, you give the barrel a gentle, blinding rage push, and you knock over the barrel, and it shatters with pieces of flaming bits flying all around, away from the line, which accomplishes your goal for the most part. But now there are bits and pieces of the ship beginning to get on fire. Some would say this is worse than the situation you were in before, but, you know, to each their own. Um, what are you going to do? <laughs> oh, and by the way, uh, because you moved it, the smoke was kind of disturbed, and it's a little bit easier to see now, but not a lot. Okay. Uh... Quick glance around. See the same things. Same things. Yeah. Um. You can now clearly see that both doors are there and they're closed. <laughs> As you know, the fire begins to spread more quick. As having multiple places where fire can spread on a wooden ship, you know, is going to kind of expedite the blowing up of a ship. Okay, um, Havelock is going to start screaming and run back to the top, <laughs> the deck of the ship, and jump back on his ship and start yelling at Cassie to set sail. I lied! I lied! <laughs> Get going! Get going! You don't need to roll a perception check. Oh, crap! Yeah. <laughs> as quick as you both can, you pull up anchor, and, uh, yeah, you, um, you, you sail away, and about three minutes later, from behind you, there's this massive just, as the ship 
explodes behind you, dropping whatever possible shinies that were in the left side of the room that could have possibly been something that I was really going to be nice to you about, but, you know, such is life. Um, what did you do? Yeah, what did you do, Havelock? <laughs> I got you presents! And Havelock hands over um, probably about a hundred sheets of hundred sheets of high-quality parchment that are perfect for map making. Um, some ink and an ink vial. Um, another set of navigator tools that you can add in or I'll add in later. Um, not special by any means. These aren't like high quality ones. This was basic tools for a tradesman. Um, a set of maps that are not nearly as good as yours, but they are a set of maps. And a burnt piece of paper with some writing on it, which is sitting on top of the pile. What did you do to this paper? I did not do anything to it. Except... It came that way? Not being able to read it. Anyways, I am going to go sit and wallow in self-pity. <laughs> Thank you, Singer. I know. Okay. Uh, Just navigate. Hi, <laughs> Captain. So, do you look at the paper? Sure. Go ahead and give me either an intelligence or arcana if you're proficient in arcana. Mm. I don't know what I'm proficient in. What was the first one? Uh, it can either be just a standard intelligence check or arcana if you have proficiency in it. Oh, it's the same. Okay, so yeah, go ahead and just give me a... 13 plus 3. Okay, so yeah. You, what what languages do you speak? Celestial, common, and primordial. Because why not? So as you take a hold of this paper, um, it is, it has a uh, runes and letters of about five different languages. A couple of them are celestial. Um, there are other ones that you can't really make out. But after looking at it for a bit and trying to piece together, um, kind of like Hangman, um, Will of Fortune style, trying to figure out what is actually said, you get the gist of, of the note, and it basically says... Um, um, devil fruit, and it has a um, a drop point and a date, which is for tomorrow. Um, the drop point, you are that's the first thing you're able to find out. It is on uh, Moonlit Isle, and you can piece together that. The item that you are looking for is in fact a devil fruit, and it is on the island, and 
this ship had something to do with it. Um, you're not sure exactly what it is, but you can almost guarantee that it is, in fact, what you're looking for. But based on what I know, the ability to know when and where something might be is rather rare, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, um, this this seems like, with it being so specific as a to have an actual time, like a, a to the hour, essentially, um, means that either some kind of magic needs to be involved or um, an enchantment has to be involved. Hmm. And typically, with with the fact that they're so that it's encoded in multiple languages, uh, this is not a uh, generic, you know, trader deal type going down. This is definitely black market, not good people type deals. But you continue sailing, and you does he have a safe that I? across? Padlock? Yeah. A, a place where I can secure this, this parchment. Because I don't want to bother him while he's resting. <laughs> so I'll start looking around. Uh, so you look around and Havelock's uh, equipment is exceedingly lackluster. Even like it's so lackluster, lackluster that the idea of a safe as after you look around for a bit actually seems stupid. Like he was it almost seems like he left in a hurry, that he was ill prepared, that this is definitely like maybe even a child running away from home situation. Um but I mean this is also a guy who said he doesn't scream and ran off a boat screaming. Uh so I have a And an item that allows me to make a bag of holding, or to convert one of my bags into a bag of holding. You can totally do that. So I am going to turn one of my pouches into a bag of holding and put the parchment in it. Alrighty. Uh, you do that, and it does the same. You acknowledge that it is a bag of holding, and you can pretty much put all your stuff in there, all the new stuff you got. Okay. Um, I'm going to look through the stuff that he gave me, and... I imagine that a lot of the equipment is not as good as mine, but if I can get any any good items from the maps that I can add to mine. Yeah, there are a couple. There are a few notations on there that the that the captain made. Um, go ahead and give me an intelligence check, real quick. Plus three, seven. Okay, so you know that these notations are not common notations, but you'll have to study them a bit more to figure out what exactly they mean. Okay. And with that said, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. And I just want to say thank you to Leela for joining the crew. Yena, you're doing great, mostly. Uh, <laughs> I want everyone to remember to go ahead and like us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagrams, all the social medias. We will be back again with our next episode 
as our dangerous duo reaches Moonlit Isle. <laughs>